Hi everyone, welcome back to the Commitment to Growth podcast. This is your host of the show, Mariana speaking, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to the Commitment to Growth podcast. If you're new, welcome, and if you're not new, welcome back to another episode of the show. It is so lovely to get to be here with you today. I hope that you're doing well, whatever time of the day uh, you are listening to this too, whether it's your morning, afternoon, evening, whether you're listening alone or with someone, whether you're cooking, driving, just going about your day, thank you for choosing the Commit to Growth podcast as your uh, daily dose of uh, personal growth and wisdom. It is such an honor that you have chosen to be here today because I am honored to be here today and it's so lovely to get to be here with you and your presence is so, so appreciated. I am recording this actually on International Women's Day. So to all my self-identifying women, to all my ladies, shout out to us all because we are powerful. We are amazing, we are hardworking, we are admirable, so give yourself a pat on the back if you are listening, and whether or not it is International Women's Day, I guess you'll be listening to this after uh, the fact, but um, remember that every single day is International Women's Day, you deserve to be celebrated, you deserve to be acknowledged for your motherhood, your sisterhood, your daughterhood, your friendship, your loyalty, everything that encompasses who you are as a woman and we have to continue celebrating each other whether it's rooting for each other on social media in our friendships and our families educating ourselves on sexual harassment watching out for our friends at the bar the club wherever the heck we are it is so important to always be supporting each other in any way that we can and i think that is exactly what uh, this day symbolizes so Again, shout out to all my self-identifying women in the crowd tonight and keep celebrating yourself and everything that you are. All right, I am super excited for today's conversation because uh, it is not our typical commitment to growth podcast episode. So I had a whole episode planned out usually what I do is I'll think ahead of what I want to record and what I want to say and the topic that I want to talk about and then you know I'll go ahead and do my research and have um you know a list of points in front of me on my laptop as I'm recording but today I I just want to chat I um don't have a script it's just me my thoughts and a big willingness and desire to just be here to create space for whoever wanted to come and be a part of the conversation today. I think that as important as it is to uphold what, you know, the Commitment to Growth podcast is, which is a platform that is dedicated to encouraging others on their self-development journey and breaking down concepts around personal growth and development and making them to tangible practices that you can apply to your own life and talking to amazing people who have done amazing things as it pertains to their personal growth. I think that it's unrealistic to expect that we can always be in the energy of, I just want to go, go, go. I just want to work on myself. I just want to listen to all these podcasts, read all these books, go buy all these quotes. Because I think 
a big art of the personal growth journey is also embracing the moments in which we slow down to have these conversations, to just be a passive observer of ourselves and our environment and our feelings and emotions and not looking at those periods as though they are unproductive in any way because a lot of the drive and the encouragement and the direction that we acquire for going forward on our personal growth journey is taken from these boats where we're going a little bit slower. And so today I wanted to have this conversation because it's something that I want to bring more to this conversation table and really encourage you to sometimes just slow down and come chill and invite you to actively seek moments where you do slow down and you just are present with yourself and you reflect on yourself and on what needs you have in the moment. So today will be just that. We're not here to be perfect. We're not here to be going hard or anything. We're not here to talk practices. We're just here to talk life, talk emotions, talk healing, give each other a space to collectively heal, to collectively reflect. So I'm excited and thank you again for choosing this conversation table today. Let's get right into it. Before we do that, I do want to take a second to acknowledge that this podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Lekwungen peoples as well as the Wasanich peoples who I have the privilege of being an uninvited settler to the land uh, an uninvited visitor as well at that. And given that it is International Women's Day, as I am recording this episode, I want to extend my hand, my words of encouragement, my words of appraisal to the Indigenous women in my community and to the world community, really, for what they represent as it pertains to the Indigenous communities that make up our localities, um, and also in an international sense, the motherhood, the sisterhood, the leadership, the love, the kindness, the respect that Indigenous women embody, the figures that they are for their communities, and continue to, how they continue to serve their communities, and how they continue to show up for communities in a way that is culturally, traditionally true to them and their communities and continue to enforce, um, I shouldn't say enforce, practice the traditions that are so true to their cultures is so beautiful. And I've had the privilege of having firsthand observance of that. And I just want to praise the Indigenous women out there who are working through so much, who are working through so much trauma that is embedded within our society, unfortunately, and still continue to show up and be a driving force for their communities because it's it's incredible. And my only hope is that with my words today and with my platform, I can continue to shed light on the immense hard work that has to be done by these women and their community members, of course, but how imperative it is that we all show up so that the work of these women, their emotional and spiritual 
and mental and physical work is lessened and less of a burden and less difficult on their mental, emotional, and spiritual health in the future. All right, so today's conversation, let's dive right into it. There's been a lot on my mind recently. It's been a pivotal couple of weeks of uh, 2022, and I wanted to talk to you today about some experiences I've had and what I've learned from them and how I am showing up now after all of it. I think that, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, self-growth is about these bouts where we are just sometimes surrendering to what life has planned for us in that moment. I think that it's so easy to fall into kind of the grind and the hustle that it can feel like we're getting into when we are super invested in amplifying and increasing our knowledge about personal development and falling into that trap of, you know, going, 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 listening to podcasts, listening to books, um, attending conferences, all this stuff that are surrounded um, or, sorry, rooted in self-development notions and ideologies and all this stuff. And that's all amazing. But I think a big part of the self-development and personal growth journey sometimes is also about surrendering to life's plan at a given moment, right? Because I think that we focus so much on having control and becoming this this version of ourselves that we are striving to to be and you know, working on the traits that we need to develop to become that version of ourselves. But obviously life has its own plans and it's extremely hard to foresee what's going to happen in a given moment. And as such, when we can learn to thrive in the uncertainty and not necessarily let that derail us from our intended course of action, but say, okay, this isn't the trajectory that i thought I would be taking. However, how can I still direct it in a direction that is allowing me to be the person I want to become? Or what is perhaps this new trajectory trying to show me, trying to bring out of me, trying to encourage me to to be and to see? So all of that to say that This is a conversation which I want you to surrender and I want you to just be present with the conversation at hand and I want you to not focus on coming out of this conversation feeling like, you know, I just learned this new thing about self-development and how I can be a better person. I just want you to be here and observe the words, observe what comes up for you, observe how you feel being here. And notice what you end up finding out about yourself today as we go through this conversation. And I think that if you choose to, if you if you come and surrender with me as we go through this chat today, you'll see things in in a different light. And um, I encourage you to just just be here. Don't think about being perfect or don't think about 
walking out of this having a new skill learned or a new habit formed just encourage yourself to be open enough to seeing something new so first let me ask you how are you really today how are you feeling what are you feeling at this moment in time and what are you thinking about right now what is what's keeping you up <laughs> what's keeping you up what's 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 picking at you um take a moment to just reflect on that for a second so the reason i wanted to ask that is because i feel that we get so used to asking that question as a way of being polite and we always expect the person to say, you know, I'm good, how are you? Or I'm okay, how are you? I'm all right, how are you? But how often do we ask that question genuinely with the intent of getting a story, with getting something other than I'm good or I'm okay? How are we holding space for others in our lives, in our day-to-day, to show up as they are in that moment, no matter what version of them that is. So I wanted to start with that because I want to hold that space for you today to just show up and be here today as the person you are today. No cap, <laughs> no cap, no judgment. Let's talk emotions, let's talk healing, let's talk feelings, let's talk Let's talk difficult things. So what's been on my mind recently, the the instigator of why I wanted to sit down and in front of this mic today and talk to you is because, as I mentioned, it's been a pivotal couple of weeks and I want to start with the catalyst that uh, kind of set me off on this journey and these thoughts and these realizations and these lessons learned that I'm going to talk to you about today. So if you were here last week, then you'll know that I spoke with female embodiment coach Stephanie Morris and we talked about embodiment, what that is, and why it's so why it's such a transcendental way of getting in touch with ourselves and building genuine relationships with our emotions and our feelings in a way that allows us to process them and feel them genuinely and in a way that actually allows us to let them go and not be um, victims of those emotions, right? So for those of you that were not here last week or haven't heard the episode, I totally encourage you to because it was an amazing conversation and stuff just spilled so much wisdom that I think is so vital and healing and important for everybody to to know. So if you want, pause this right now, go listen to that episode. But if you want a quick definition, a quick refresher in case you did listen to it last week, what embodiment is, is essentially a practice that gets you to connect, to start living outside of your mind, which is typically where we spend most of our time, quote unquote, processing or thinking that we're processing our emotions. When in reality, our emotions don't just occur in the mind, they occur in the body as well. If you've been here for long enough as well, then you'll also know that I spent all of December reading the book, The Body Keeps the Score, which is a book 
that talks about how our bodies retain and hold on to trauma, stress, difficult experiences, difficult memories, and how those can later manifest into, be it disease, be it autoimmune diseases, be it um, mental health detriments. So embodiment is a practice that allows us to dive into the body, see what's stirring, see what's being suppressed in there, and let it go so that it does not later affect our, our health. So after that beautiful conversation that I had with Steph, we continued talking online. Uh, I follow her Instagram quite regularly. I love the content she posts. And she hosted a giveaway as an embodiment coach, guiding you through an embodiment session with her, what that kind of looks like, what that meditation looks like. So I was fortunate enough to be one of the winners and probably like a week or 10 days after we had our session. And I won't go too into detail because I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to share. It's her own personal practice, obviously, but essentially what this session comprised of is teaching me to go into my body um, through breath work, through a meditative, through being in a meditative state, and fully allowing yourself to feel the good and the not so good emotions that are triggered when you think of a particular memory or a particular stereotype or a particular notion that you have about yourself. And the session was incredible. I saw so much. I learned so much. And what was most eye-opening for me, I think, was realizing that I spend so much time in my head and so much time outside of my body that I don't think I, up until recently, really understood what it meant to fully process and understand and just see non-judgmentally emotions. So that's been a big area that I've been trying to improve recently is just consciously diving more into my body, being more present with myself and just letting an emotion go as soon as I, I feel it as a negative emotion at that so that it doesn't stay there, so it doesn't linger um, and later come up and affect me. Now, where the tables turned is that if you've ever been in a position in which you were made to go in and face an emotion or two or something that was stirring inside you, then you will know that, as Augustus Waters said in (laughs) the book and the movie, The Fault in Our Stars, that pain demands to be felt. And once you allow yourself to feel one thing, everything else that you've been neglecting for so long also demands a spot in line and a spot to to be felt and acknowledged as well. And so after that session, it was kind of like, the best way I know how to describe it is I was a bird sitting on top of a tree and underneath me, I could just see all of this turbulence of emotions and beliefs and memories that I just don't think I had ever allowed myself to like fully go in and see wholesomely. And as such, 
the aftermath was all really big and scary because I was like, my goodness, there's all this stuff here that part of me knew was there. And I think I just have never known how to go in and properly address and properly come to terms with. And it just all felt so big all at once. So the last few weeks have been a lot of navigating what are these emotions? What are these beliefs that I hold about myself and other people? What are these insecurities? What are these these things? And what are they trying to tell me right now? And I won't sugarcoat it. It's been it's been a journey. It's been tough because it requires that you you see yourself in a different light and you you realize a lot of things about the way in which these long suppressed emotions and beliefs have been impacting your current self and it's not easy but i think that it's a process that we all have to do at one point in our lives because i think that we are far more afraid of our emotions than we think and one of the biggest things that i've realized having steph as a guide for me is that emotions are just that they are just emotions and we fear so much that they are who we are and because we feel frustrated then we are a frustrated person or because we feel sad then we are a negative person in reality emotions are just energies that are passing through us and trying to tell us something and it has been so liberating to learn to just be a passive observer of them when they arise in the moment and I think that was kind of what I was trying to get at at the beginning when I talked about just surrendering sometimes to to life and to what is happening in the moment instead of trying to get control and get composed again and and all this stuff sometimes it really is just about letting it be and learning within that state of uncertainty now I'm only 21 I'm turning 22 this year (laughs) and you know how like every year I I don't know how old you are as as you're listening to this you can be any age to to be here obviously but you know how every year of your life kind of has a theme like in every year you either became something or you learned something or it may have been centered around like a certain theme in your life whether it was starting a business or getting married or you know every year has something something in store for each of us right it's it's it, it's cool that way it makes it makes um it's cool to kind of associate a certain theme or pattern with each of your your years of life but i find that 20s like that this decade and anybody correct me if i'm wrong if you had a different experience but i feel that your 20s are the years in which you wake up to life and what I mean by that is that for me at least my teenage years were very much just rolling with it and just figuring out you know university and what I wanted to do with my life and navigating myself as a friend as a girl as a somebody building a career for myself um navigating friendships navigating boys (laughs) all that good stuff and 
obviously as you're learning all these things in your childhood years and your teenage years you make a lot of mistakes you get hurt a lot you get torn down by life a lot and then your 20s are when you see oh dang like all of that has accumulated (laughs) to cause me some kind of trauma some kind of hardship some kind of residual insecurity in one or more areas of my life and it's impacting me in xyz ways and i need to i need to do something about it because if not this is going to carry on into the rest of my life right um i'm not saying that's been everybody's experience but for me that wake up has been huge because i feel that only in the last 2 years have i stepped into a version of myself that is authentic to me i haven't always been the confident woman sitting here today behind um this microphone and talking about self-development that was always a part of me that i always suppressed because i was afraid of people perceiving me too as too extreme or too cliche or something but now that i've embraced this part of who i am and i've stepped into this part of who i really am it has meant asking what i haven't been doing and asking why i haven't been doing those things and of course there's layers to all of it right you know maybe as a child you were um very vulnerable or you were very expressive explicitly about your feelings and how you loved your friends and all this stuff and it wasn't always received that way to give an, an example and now you shy away from that even though you really want to right so when we ask ourselves why we aren't stepping into the version of ourselves that we long to be that we that we see ourselves being or that we want ourselves to be sometimes it's important to peel back the layers and ask ourselves what fear do i hold that is holding me back from being this true and beautiful authentic version of myself And so after my session with Steph, I had to ask myself a lot of these questions because I began seeing all of these roots and all of these layers that laid on top of, and some are still laying on top of, I'm not saying that I've like totally, you know, gone over all of this, but seeing those layers that have been piling up over time due to experiences, due to internalizing criticism or certain insecurities or certain ideologies how they have played into the person that i am today and prevented me from seeking avenues and opportunities to express myself fully um has been a process now why i say all of this is because i've spoken on the show a lot of times about vulnerability and I've referred to Brene Brown's work and her research on vulnerability and shame and why it's so important and it's so interesting because I feel that every single day since my dis- my definition of vulnerability has changed and continues to change because I think it can be contextual um you know you 
elicit different forms of vulnerability in different situations, whether it be at work at a work meeting, stating your opinion um, with a friend, with a partner. But at its core, vulnerability fundamentally is about letting others see us fully. But how can we be vulnerable with other people and allow them to see us fully when we haven't even given ourselves the space to see ourselves fully? And that's where this current journey, these experiences with embodiment and with diving into myself have been so perspective shifting because I've realized that I haven't always seen myself fully and I still think that I'm in that journey and I think that that's what I'm trying to shift into is that you have to allow yourself to see you fully first in order to show up and know how to show up as your authentic self and walk that way throughout the world. Life is about unbecoming and it's clear who enters self-development while being rooted in love rather than being rooted in discontent. And what I mean by that is I think so often we set out to with the desire to better ourselves and to become better people in an area of our lives, whether it's confidence-based, whether it's self-compassion-based, whether it's getting rid of shame, whatever that is. But sometimes unconsciously we enter that journey from a place of wanting to fix ourselves. And because we are discontent with how that particular weakness in that area of our lives is affecting us. When in reality, I think the shift that I want to encourage you to make today, moving forward on this journey, on the self-development journey, is enter each process, each challenge that you face throughout this, this journey of becoming a new version of yourself with the knowledge that all is well in this moment, you are exactly who you need to be in this moment. And it's just about stepping into a version of yourself that you are already capable of being, that you already are, but you have to unbecome the parts of you that are preventing you from being comfortable and loving and confident enough to show others that part of you. We run away from ourselves trying to fill this lack that we think that we have. We look outside ourselves for answers on how can I be more compassionate? How can I be more loving? How can I be more good looking? How can I be more kind, respectful? When we fail to give ourselves the credit we deserve because so many of the answers that we're seeking, that we're trying to answer the parts that we're trying to fix on this journey are already inside of us and it just requires us to do the work to go inwards and ask ourselves what layers are preventing me from 
stepping into this version of myself based on what I have experienced, what I've lived through, what has affected me deeply. A recent quote that I heard by Jay Shetty give on on a an interview that he went on recently. For any of you that haven't been here before, Jay Shetty is one of my biggest idols. He is the um, the host of the On Purpose podcast. Huge creator. You may know him as the guy who goes around saying, let's make wisdom go viral. Uh, retired monk. He's amazing. He's the author of Think Like a Monk. Actually, amazing book. But anyways, um, as I fangirl over Jay, I'm here to tell you today that over one of his most recent interviews, he said something that was so inspiring and so, and really touched me deeply. He said that whatever you want from others, give it to yourself first. Whether that is validation, whether that is forgiveness, whether that is acknowledgement, recognition, kindness, love. We spend so much time looking outside ourselves for it when we are capable of already giving it to ourselves if we just, again, allow ourselves to see us fully, to see ourselves fully. And when we allow ourselves to see ourselves fully, the more compassion and the more kindness and the more all we can have for ourselves when we consider how far we've come and how hard we've had to work to be where we are. Peace comes from accepting life as it is versus trying to change the narrative. And I think so often we fall into the trap of setting a super specific plan of this is how I'm going to work towards being this this version of myself and this is how I'm going to outline my system, my not to contradict my systems episode because I still rely heavily on my systems, but we get so specific and so narrow-minded about exactly how we want our journey to play out that we fail to realize that we can never outsmart or avoid the plan that the universe has for us. And we can't expect that becoming better at some areas of our lives, whether that's confidence, whether it's habit building, whether it's accountability, we can't expect that becoming better at those areas of our lives are going to make the past go away or make the past something that we can forget or feel better about. Because I feel that when you're new at something, you see it more fully because it's the first time you're doing it, right? It's like the first time you're walking up a mountain, you've probably gone ahead and gone on the internet and looked up the trails and how long each trail takes. If there's like different difficulties of trails, you're like, okay, this one's steeper, but it's going to take, it's going to be faster. And all that stuff, right? Whether, whereas if you've hiked that mountain multiple times before, the path becomes so familiar to you that 
you might not even look around sometimes. You're just like, you know, I'm just going to get to the top. I already know how to get there. And you miss so many things that you probably could be taking in from the surroundings. And I think that that analogy applies to healing or the personal growth journey, whatever journey you're starting on. And it's important to remember that it's vital that we approach life, every challenge, every situation, every circumstance as beginners that have never seen the mountain, never climbed the mountain ahead of them. Because then we can see everything that a particular circumstances has in stores for us. And the more we can embrace and be on the lookout for what is going to be on the path towards the top of the mountain. We ride different journeys when we are seeking to improve and better certain parts of ourselves. And the healing journey is one of those paths that is going to be mostly, I think, independent of the path that you take towards becoming more accountable, the path you take towards becoming more confident. In the end, they all intermingle in some way, but healing, I think, requires the biggest mountain of all to be climbed, and that is the mountain of allowing ourselves to feel and as such embracing our humanity. And I think that that has been one of the most liberating things that I've had the privilege of realizing and the privilege of experience over the last few weeks is that the art of being whole at its core is allowing yourself to just be human. That sounds so simple, but it's so hard, right? Because we try to avoid our humanity so much by, you know, looking up videos and podcast episodes and books on how to control your emotions and um, how to not be a victim of your emotions and how to control our feelings when they are the most human things about us. And when we can surrender to them and surrender to happiness without thinking that it has strings attached and giving into joy and expressing joy without also thinking that it has strings attached, but also surrendering to grief and surrendering to pain and surrendering to sadness because there is so much power in grief, in anger, in sadness, right? It is within those those harsh emotions that we find ourselves, that we discover the versions of ourselves that we have neglected and suppressed because of a reason or another, whether it's because you once showed that side of yourself and it was rejected or because you were discouraged from showing that side of yourself because of the background that you came from. And that part of humanhood, I think when we can step into it and say, I can work on myself while still loving the part of me that I am today. And I am not the aftermath 
of the experiences that brought me to where I am today. I am the rose that bloomed after, the tree that rose after. I am the mountain that rose after the fact. Then we embrace the humanity that is within all of us and it is so core and inherent to each and every single one of us. So the space that I want to create for you today is one in which you allow yourself to surrender to the humanity that is within you too, that is so beautiful and wants so bad to be expressed if you just let it. Because in those deep parts of you that you have shown away, that you have sought to hide for so long, is your healing, is the authentic version of you that wants to manifest itself if you just allow it to without judgment of its mistakes, its past failures, its past pitfalls. And so today, take a second to ask your body what it's feeling. Ask yourself how you're doing. Ask yourself what does your body need from you today? What does your soul need from you today? What does your inner child need for you today? It is in those human parts of you that you are going to find so many of the answers that you're seeking about how to become the person that you idolize, that you so badly want to be. Because I think that the future self that you become will be so much bigger and greater and brighter when you can use the cascade of events that made you who you are today as the catalyst, as the driving forces that push you into, again, stepping into this version of yourself that you are already capable of being. It's just about unbecoming everything that is preventing you from stepping into that version of yourself. Now, part of the beauty of this process too is learning to just observe those emotions. It's learning to just sit with the feelings that are arising at a particular moment about a certain person, place, memory, circumstance. And I think I've also learned that there's different ways of holding space for yourself in these moments and there's different ways of holding your humanity and there's different ways of using those feelings as catalysts for something bigger. And I want to share with you, to close off this episode, three things that I've learned over the last few weeks that have truly shifted how I have held myself in regard and how I am showing up today. And I think it has made my life so much bigger and brighter um, because I've learned to, A, sit with these emotions and embrace them and just surrender to whatever they're trying to show me in that moment without judging them. But it's also 
enhanced so much my ability to to come back after it and to still be (laughs) functioning and thriving through all of it because I think that yeah you have the space and the birthright to not want to see anybody and to not want to do anything when you're going through boats where you are just reflecting on those difficult past experiences and sitting in your grief but when we realize that we can hold pain and still be happy and live with the knowledge and the hope that it all gets better and that the pain we're experiencing now is the happiness of tomorrow. The more we can be grateful and trusting of life's plan for us. So the first lesson um, that I want to share with you today that I've learned over the last few weeks is that going outside into the community, into your friend groups, into your family, and performing service for others to feel better when you're going through a low point is not neglecting yourself. It's actually a way to get reconnected with yourself and the love and compassion and kindness and respect that you are capable of being. And going outside of yourself to do this allows you to realize that you are also capable of giving that love and space and kindness to yourself as well. It's a testament to the beauty that is already within you that you just have to show to yourself. And it's been so cool, honestly. There's merit to it. And I would encourage you to actually seek doing this the next time that you find yourself in a place of pain, in a place of of sadness. Because I think there are times in which we we become disillusioned with life because we things are going wrong and we don't feel that we have the energy within us to give back to others and to embrace our the circumstances that are around us at a given moment. But as the saying goes, um, and it's obviously not completely related to this point that I'm trying to make here, but there's a saying that goes, you're not stressed because you're doing too much, you're stressed because you're doing too little of the things that make you full. And oftentimes, in this case especially, I think that when we turn to doing something that makes us full, and it can be doing service for others, as I gave in this example, or it can be going and doing art or going watching movie or going and writing whatever makes you full, the more we're actually able to step into healing and to step into embracing our humanity. Emotions are arguably the most beautiful aspect of being human and yet we fear them so much and we do everything to look outside of ourselves to 
fix or avoid the ugly emotion that we don't want to feel when in reality in those difficult emotions is the answer for how we can either stop feeling them or stop being victims of them right if you feel pain go into that pain and ask it what it's trying to tell you if you feel sadness go into that sadness and ask it what it's trying to tell you if you feel anger if you feel disappointment if you feel betrayal what is that telling you about what you believe what you believe to be true to you and authentic to you that will only getting that answer from yourself not only brings you close to yourself but it also allows you to step into a more authentic version of yourself that sees yourself more fully so start embracing that's so much easier said than done i don't want to pretend that it's this like it's all said and done it's all good it's not it's not but holding space for yourself means realizing that there is power in your pain and that's pretty cool when we can embrace that part of who we are and the last point that i want to make here about what i've been learning over the last couple weeks is that you can be strong and still be taken care of just because you crave support doesn't mean that you're becoming dependent I think this this is something that I struggle so much in as a daughter, as a sister, as a girlfriend, as a friend, and like as a group project member sometimes too, quite frankly, is that I think I've always prided myself so much for being independent for a long time, having dealt with things on my own. And now in my 20s and being in a relationship and forming closer relationships with my family and friends has been realizing that communication is so important and communication involves sometimes being upfront about your boundaries and why you can't show up for a person and that means admitting that you're not doing great sometimes that you don't have it all together Um, And especially recently, I started, I decided to start therapy and just as a way to supplement my health and well-being, to try something new, to try a different way of getting closer to myself. And the day I made the decision was the most relieving, but also one of the biggest times I think I've ever felt shame in myself because it meant admitting to myself that I don't have it all together, that I there are things that I need extra help with to navigate myself. And surrendering to that has shifted me into a place of so much more self-compassion. And I think I've it's made me realize that when you crave support, it doesn't mean that you're becoming dependent. It actually means that you're allowing yourself to be seen by others because you hold yourself highly enough to allow that vulnerability and to allow others to see you for how you've allowed yourself to see yourself too and that's so beautiful when you can show up and just say this is who i am today 
this is how I'm feeling. This is the state of mind that I'm in. I don't have it all figured out all the time, but I'm here to learn from you. And I'm here because I recognize that as human beings, we're all here to help each other. And reaping from others' experiences and from their learnings and from what they've gone through and surrendering yourself to being in that space of collective support and love then leads to collective healing for you and for the other people that you're inquiring. So being vulnerable with yourself means that you allow yourself to see yourself fully. It means that you allow others to see you fully. And it means that you are embracing the version of yourself that you are showing up as in that moment with the willingness and the openness for a new version of you to step through by opening yourself up to the possibility of what others can offer you and to what vulnerability can offer you. So as we close off this episode today, first of all, thank you for for being here and I hope that this space gave you something to reflect on. That you were at peace with not being perfect today and with not necessarily walking away from this episode with a new habit or a new tip on how to be better and stuff. But as simply being who you are today as you are. Because all is already well. And you deserve that peace. You deserve that love and recognition and compassion for yourself. That all is well right now and it is okay to accept things as they are right now as you work towards something that you have deemed to be better. And embracing all parts of who you are also involves accepting the experiences that brought those parts of you to life and saying, I'm going to write my story for myself, not as the aftermath of these experiences, but as the beautiful end product of them. Continue giving yourself space to just see yourself fully. Continue reaffirming the love that you are capable of giving to yourself by giving to others and commit to giving that love to yourself as well after the fact because it's in you it's just about surrendering to it and surrendering to yourself and allowing yourself to be taken care of not just by others but by you and remember that that's powerful and that in that uncertainty, in living in that sur- in that state of surrender, you allow life's plan to unfold and you are able to live in more peace as you observe it unfold and as you experience the events that unfold as a result. And I leave you with that for today.
Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast, everyone. That was such a special conversation, and it was so nice to just sit here and speak from the heart and just get to be here with you today, learning and growing together. And I think that, like I said, just being here some days is personal growth and development. So if you enjoyed this conversation, make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. It's at Commitment to Growth Podcast. You can shoot me a DM on there. If you listen to it, I would love to know what you thought and what you took away from the episode. And you can also get all the latest updates on the podcast, upcoming episodes, guests, events, resources that I am pouring out all the time for you. Don't forget to subscribe to the Commitment to Growth newsletter as well. There is a link in my bio on Instagram for you to do that. Every single week, I send out resources that are meant to help you on your personal development journey for you to check out anywhere from articles, YouTube videos, TED Talks, all that good stuff. More, Just more stuff that is meant to encourage you to write your own formula for self-development and what that means to you. So with that, I leave you today. Again, thank you for also giving me the space to be here today, and I hope you walked away feeling like you were given a space to embrace yourself fully and to show up as the version of yourself that you that you are today. So thank you for being here. Your presence is so appreciated, and I will see you in the next episode.